0: That's ixl.com slash BE. Welcome to Transformative Principle where we interview real principals who are doing amazing things to help our students every single day. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter, at Jethro Jones. I am really excited to finish this interview with Kurt Reese. He is amazing, an inspiration to us all very easily. You're going to love this episode. But before we get into the episode, I want to tell you a little bit about how... Grateful I am for all of you who have downloaded this podcast. Uh, If you are listening to this episode, then you are one, probably one of the people who helped me hit 3,000 downloads in just a few short months. Thank you so much. Every single month, this podcast has grown. And uh, this last month, I didn't think that I was going to beat the month of April because we had that big interview with George Curls, which a lot of people listen to. And yet we did. And that's pretty amazing. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your support. You downloading it and sharing it with your friends is definitely helping other people learn from these great principles that I am so fortunate to be able to interview. If you have an idea of someone that I should be interviewing that I haven't yet, please shoot me a, a, a note on Twitter, email, email. However, you can get in touch with me. My phone number is 8017Jethro. That's eight zero one seven five three eight four seven six. 8476. Feel free to give me a call. That's my cell phone. And I'd love to hear about some great principles you think I should be interviewing. In this episode with Kurt Reese today, we're going to talk about how humble and amazing Kurt is. He is just inspiring. We're going to talk about um, how he. Uh, recognizes other people's efforts and how he realizes that technology is not about technology but about connecting with other people which has been a common theme um, with the principals that I've interviewed who are into technology. I hope you really enjoy it and I hope you share it with your friends and I hope that you will rate it on iTunes and on Stitcher so that other people can learn about it and be able to learn the great things that are being shared here. Um, So let's change the topic a little bit. You've been, Uh um, you've been on Twitter for a few years and um, Uh I look today, you've got like 21,000 tweets and Uh um, how do you, uh, how do you manage the time that it takes to be involved in conversations with people? You've got like 8,000 followers and Uh following a few thousand people yourself. How do you find the time to manage all of that while you're being a principal and how what what i'm really asking is what advice would you give for someone who wants to connect with others who's who's maybe not able to figure out how to make that happen and and balance their lives Mm
1: -hmm. all right what what i would say um is a second let me turn off this over here um, what I would say is with all these different social media tools, don't, don't feel like you have to know all of them or even use all of them. P- pick one or two that really have your interest in, and it might meet a need and stick with those. And uh, Twitter is one I think is just uh, extremely easy to use. It's free. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it allows you to connect with people literally around the world. Mm-hmm. And my other advice for uh, people who are new to Twitter, well, I don't even have to, they, they might say, I don't even have time to check my email, so how am I supposed right. to check all these tweets? And I say, you don't. Uh, you look at it as you want to, uh, you know, pay attention to your notifications. If you want to see if, if anyone is sending you a message, uh, you know, right to you. Uh, but otherwise just you know, look at your uh, Twitter timeline and you pay attention to the things that you want to, and then you'll, you'll start to just naturally build your own uh, personal learning network. Uh, so don't be afraid of it. Don't feel like you have to read everything and uh, try to just share anecdotal information, um, about how the connections are what's most beneficial. Uh, it isn't just you know the tech itself it's what is what it allows you to do. Uh, an example is uh, I had interacted a lot uh, with Bill Ferder on Twitter, and uh, he's a teacher in North Carolina. Really uh, shares some great information about uh, professional learning communities, not only on his yeah. blog but through Twitter, but his books also. So knowing that he was going to be at uh, the PLC Summit in Minneapolis this past summer, exchanged some messages messages with him said, "Hey, looking forward to you know seeing you face to face," and um, went to his presentation he did a fantastic job of course uh, but then later ran into him at uh, you know the hotel lobby and uh, it's like, hey, Bill. It's like, hey, Kurt. How are you? And you know, I was with my administrative colleagues, and it's like, hey, you know, let's go be- grab a beverage together. Mm-hmm. And they all seemed kind of like mm-hmm. floored, like, how do you know this guy already? Right. And so, so I like to share anecdotal information uh, to help people understand what it might lead to. You know, one hundred forty characters isn't going to change your life, but it's the, the, the online, online relationships and connections that you make uh, will help you become a, a better educator.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I love hearing different people's stories about that because almost everybody has some some story that relates back to the connection that they made and, and how that helped them personally. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's just a, a powerful thing that, you know, there are a lot of people who still um, aren't connecting on the internet with other educators, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're all, all missing out when more people aren't there connecting, so... Yeah, and I've uh,
1: I've co-opted a Harry Potter term to describe people who aren't connected or who just don't get it or aren't interested. And I like to call them muggles. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with being a muggle, uh, but it's just you know some people get it and then some people don't, and you know eventually the that you know they might. And I think it's important that uh, with this technology, uh, whether it's a device or social media, it it isn't about the tech itself. And and like you said, Jethro, it's it's the 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 connections that you get with actual real life human being people. And that wasn't real obvious to me at first. Uh, I went to a session at uh, the, a tech conference here in Wisconsin, and the session was led by a guy named uh, John Pedersen. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his Twitter handle is ijohnpedersen, P-E-D-E-R-S-O-N. If you want to find him, highly recommend anyone uh, follow him. And that's what he said. So his whole session was just on uh, digital connectedness. And he's like, hey, this is all about people. That's what these things are. You know, So if anyone is, is, is afraid of it, the worst thing that's
0: going to happen. This froze. Okay, hey, we're back.
1: Yep. You right. froze on me. You froze on me or I froze on you. One <laughs> of the two.
0: Something like that. So you were talking about I John Peterson's session.
1: Yep. Uh John Peterson is uh he's a technologist here in the state of Wisconsin, works for Wisknet. And uh he his, his session that he led uh, was just about digital digital connections and uh, like digital culture. And that was the point that he made that really didn't sink in for me at first, and it was um, that all of this technology, whether it's a, an app or a device, it just helps you connect with other people. Uh, so make sure that, and, and typically on social media, in terms of educators anyway, most of the people who are choosing to use it are very positive and they're very engaged. Uh, you know, with doing what's right for kids in our, our school communities. So those are the type of connections you're going to make with uh, with other positive, engaging people who want to do great things for our schools.
0: Yeah, and, and those are really important. Um, I uh, I had the chance to interview George Gross a couple of weeks ago when he was here for a conference. Same type of thing. I just reached out to him on Twitter, and it was an amazing interview. His keynote at the conference was awesome also, and he was saying the same things that, you know, you can – you can do amazing things. And when we share and we have the focus on students, then uh, on what's best for students, then we can lift everybody up to a higher level. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's really amazing. Um, so let's- yeah, that, that
1: share, that, I just want to say that sharing piece is so absolutely important. Right. I talked about my Voxer group, and that's frequently what we do is you know we share ideas that we've done for uh, like administrative assistance day, uh, teacher appreciation week. Um, great activities for kids.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's shift and talk a little bit about your school. What are uh, some of the things that you're doing at your school right now that you are especially proud of? You've been there for 10 years. That's a long mm-hmm. time to put things in place and figure out what's what doesn't work for you and figure out what does. Talk about some of the things that you're really proud of right now.
1: Yeah, the, the, the first thing I want to point out is that uh, our school community uh, successfully uh, supported a, a funding referendum. So we're going to, we're going to expand and then uh, remodel every square inch of, of my school.
0: Awesome, that's great.
1: Yeah, and, you know, so that that's a fun process, and it, uh, you know, really brings the staff together as we're planning, you know, this new school, which is, you know, what it'll be. So, so we're really proud about that. Um, but just in thinking about technology, which I do a lot, uh, some of the things uh, that are really going well right now is uh, I have a librarian. Her name is uh, uh, Crystal Burnell, and uh, she is more, uh, she's a book lover, but she's more than just a book loving librarian. She's also fantastic with technology and uh, helping kids learn and uh, collaborate with it so she leads a, a group of fifth grade students who uh record some weekly announcements and uh you know it's about two to three minute videos about highlights that are good things that are happening in the school uh so the kids do all the recording of the video with an iPad and then they drop it onto one of our iMacs, and then they do all the production of it too, and then upload it to YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been a great way just to capture all the good things that are going on. And then those are shared out with uh, all the teachers who then play them for their students in their in their classroom. Uh, but then also that type of video, I think is a fantastic thing to share out with parents. And uh, for the most part, how we do that is we just take that same video and put it on our school Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it allows parents to see some of the great things that are going on at school and i think that's important especially for the parents who don't have the availability to come into school during the day because of their work schedule or maybe they live in another town uh, but then also i've been uh, thrilled to see so much uh, grandma and grandpa interaction uh with with our okay. facebook page yeah so my school is a uh, northern hills elementary so if you wanted to certainly take a look at our facebook page uh, just search yeah. that and you'll find us and, and facebook is yeah, Facebook has been uh, a, a lot of fun uh, just because it uh, it gives me a different focus about, you know, when I walk through school, I'm not just paying attention to what isn't going right. Because there's a lot of that that happens because when you work with kids, not every single moment is is a great one. Yeah. Uh, but there'll be some times of the day when I'm out just to find uh, awesome photos and events and I'll take a quick video or snap some pictures. And it has been a good way for me to focus on, on, on all that good stuff that's going on, which is a large majority of what it is.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so one of the things that I like that was on your blog recently was your happy day at Northern mm-hmm. Hills. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about what got that started and, and why you guys were paying attention to International Happy Day?
1: Yeah, International Happy Day So was, um, I think it was the United Nations Foundation teamed up with uh, Farrell, the singer, mm-hmm. and uh, there was an International Happy Day, and he said, hey, use my song. Um, so one of my teachers, uh, Kimberly Betzold, I think she had noticed it. She she's a Twitter user as well, mm-hmm. and she had seen it said, said, wouldn't this be cool to do? And she had seen some of the other videos that we've made at school and I've made personally. Um, so it was her idea to get us going, and then Melissa Grady was another teacher who, who helped out with it so knowing that i couldn't take all the pictures and take all the videos it was a it was a collective effort so i just sent out an email to the whole staff saying this is coming up uh, so when you have happy moments that are going on in your classroom today or this week, if you would snap a photo, uh, take a video and then share them with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they sent them all to me and I I did the final video edits. It just happened to be a day where my own child was sick at home and he was sleeping. So I was, you know, I had plenty of time in front of the computer to put it all together. But it was a great example of, uh, you know, thinking about those four C's again, critical thinking, how are we going to do this, uh, the communication piece um, and the collaboration amongst myself and the staff, uh, but then also the, the creativity with uh, what some of the students and and teachers did about, Hey, here's a happy moment. So let's make sure we send this to Mr. Reese.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, uh, I I have a lot of things that I want to ask you so we can spend more time on something if you want, but um, you, you recently talked about um, uh, your blog post was uh, people make stuff up on the internet and other people believe it. And Mm -hmm. uh, talking to your son about a, Fact, quote unquote, that he had read on the internet, yep. and and how you had your own moment with the uh, uh, Pope Francis address to the Third mm-hmm. Vatican Council, and yep. um, what I what I liked about this post was that you um were admitting that you were not taking your own advice and were mm-hmm. doing what you teach your own child and probably your students at school mm-hmm. um, to not do. So, um, and that's something that that I've admired about you is that you you tell things like they are and I don't feel like you're ever trying to be Mm -hmm. like I'm this perfect person but you Mm -hmm. recognize when you make mistakes can you talk about how you do that with your teachers um, at school and and with the students that you work with
1: yeah, and I think it's important to to model that that not every single moment or action that we take works out really well. Uh, you know, modeling it to my teachers, but then also I have several teachers, uh, many teachers, who who do that with their students. Uh, for example, Mr. Shamsi teaches second grade. I'll be in his classroom, and he'll be frustrated with a student or with with how a lesson is going, and I'll see him kind of uh, talking to himself, but he doesn't intentionally. So he, sh- he shows the students, uh, boy, I'm really feeling frustrated about this and I wished it had gone better, or you know, I had asked you to do this and it isn't working out. I'm just gonna take a minute, I'm gonna go over to my desk and just collect myself. So I love how he models that. Uh, So, you know, I've learned a lot from him and it's showing the students, here's how you take care of it, okay? You know, what? being mad and frustrated is an absolutely normal human emotion. It's okay, we're not gonna make any rules against that, but it's how we deal with it that that's most important. So I see examples like that too. And also at my school, when I started working there I was only 31 years old, uh, so you know at the time I thought I knew everything, but 10 years later, no I didn't and I'm like <laughs> well, why did not you hire me. Um, you know so thankfully I was able to, to recognize that I didn't know everything and uh, we're able to hire some great educators in my district who I know have the answers to certain things. Um, and i'm able to say you know this, this is not my strength, so I need to go talk to Mrs Foss who's my PE teacher, she has a fantastic mind for just figuring out schedules, I don't and I don't even want to get good at scheduling because I know I have people who can do it so you know I I will turn to them um, and I just think it's important to 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 focus on all of our strengths uh, uh, you know, more love for my superintendent, Dr. Finko this, this summer, uh, with our administrative team, he led a book study on the book, uh, strengths-based leadership. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's from the Strengths Finder, which is from the Gallup organization. Yeah. And, I, and I love that, that it wasn't, you know, we we're going to find out what's wrong with each of us. And then we had to write a 10-step action plan on making those weaknesses better. You know, n- not the case at all. Uh, it was, let's focus on our strengths. Let's take a look. Yeah. Fantastic book. Um, my wife had uh, done it too, and uh, you know she was the first one I saw use it. And so you know I just love it because it's here's what we're good at. Let's take a look at our team, who's good at what, and let's make sure that we're giving those folks opportunities to to use those strengths. And if you were given a, an assignment or a task that doesn't play to your strengths, ask for help. Here's mm-hmm. who you can turn to. Uh, so you know I I think that's important, just about uh, being uh, being authentic and honest. And you know I, I don't have to be Superman. Uh, you know, I just have to know what I'm good at and what, when and where I need to turn for help.
0: Yeah, and and the fear that I think a lot of administrators have, especially new administrators, is that if I if I act like that, that means that I'm weak or that I'm not mm-hmm. good enough or that I'm not mm-hmm. a great enough leader to be worthy of this position of principle. Uh, how do you respond mm-hmm. to that?
1: I, I think it's... Uh, I think it's a weakness not to recognize your weaknesses and mm-hmm. your strengths. Um, and I'm able to say this now, you know, after having been an administrator for 13 years. I don't know what my answer would have been when I was, uh, you know, 28, first getting this whole thing figured out. I probably might have thought it was a, a weakness, uh, but, you know, thankfully I was able to work with some wise people who, uh, you know, gave me good advice and, uh, you know, gave me a poke when I needed a poke about chilling out on some certain things. Yeah. So I just. I think it's important for school leaders uh, to just really be excellent listeners. You don't have to agree with everything you hear, uh, but be a good listener and understand where everyone in your school community is is coming from. Mm-hmm. I think that's important.
0: Yeah. So you said when you were thirty one, you thought you knew everything. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you how did you grow in that regard, and what kinds of things did you do to um, to humble yourself and focus? On your strengths and weaknesses in a different way, so that you didn't feel like you did have to know everything.
1: Probably just through the experience of uh, being an evaluator of, of other teachers in my building. Uh-huh. You know, so if uh, you know if I'm fairly new to, because I only taught in a classroom for four years, and I was a good teacher, I never, uh, I didn't have enough time in the classroom to ever become a great teacher. Right. Um, but uh, when you spend time in someone's classroom who's been teaching for 20, 30 years, and they're an excellent teacher, you quickly realize this person absolutely knows what they're doing, and I don't. Uh, and um, not that it was a negative thing. It was just a fact. I mean, it was it was hard to argue. Right. So then what I would find is that uh, when I would have new teachers to my building, maybe they were new to the career, a lot of the advice I would give them after an observation was based on what I saw going on in another teacher's room. Mm. um so it isn't you know rarely would i ever say you know when i was a teacher here's what i would do it's like you know what i just saw um just two days ago mrs werner in her class uh she was doing this fantastic lesson and i think it would really help you with what you're trying to pull off here and then i would connect them so that's uh you know a lot of what i learned uh, was just seeing uh, paying attention to good things going on at school and then realizing who else needs to see those good things
0: yeah for sure and you know one thing that i've noticed as as you've been talking is that your Um, You're very quick to give credit to other people and to defer Mm -hmm. praise from yourself to those who are around you. Why Mm -hmm. is it that you that you do that?
1: Well, because I think it's the truth and, you know, if, uh, because we have to notice, you know, all the the great things that are going on uh, around us. Um, if you have that kind of environment, you know, where I'm complimenting others and giving credit where credit is due, they in turn will do the same thing. So, you know, if you if you were to talk to teachers at my school or parents, you'll probably find a lot of them, you know, that would be complimentary of me, uh, especially about relationships, because, you know, that was good advice that I got from uh, my uh, a previous superintendent, John Burnett. And I was fortunate. So, when I'm 31 years old and I got this principal job, he said, spend time getting to know people. Uh, pay attention to the leaders in the building. And, you know, he knew I wasn't one of them, other than, <laughs> you know, just a titular leader at the point. Um, but he said, uh, you know, make sure you're winning hearts and minds uh, before you try to jump in and do anything crazy. So, that was uh, great advice from Mr. Burnett that, that I appreciated. Uh, but then also just recognizing, um, Education should be an absolutely collaborative effort, and um, we aren't a bunch of independent contractors just taking care of what's going on in our room. We have to work together and we have to build one another up. Um, Another thing that uh, is so key in my school district is just the attention to professional learning communities. And uh, we happen to subscribe uh, to a lot of uh, the ideas that come from Solution Tree Publishing Company about Mm -hmm. what a professional learning community is. I know that there are other models out there. Uh, but it's all about the importance of team, focusing on student learning, and then helping out uh, when it's needed.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, did you take that first superintendent's advice when you first started as a principal there, or did you have to learn the hard way?
1: No, I, I, I did take his advice, and it was, it was good advice. Um, Because I kind of moved mid-year, so I didn't like have summer to plan or anything like that. Some things happened in the district, and I was able to move over in the fall after the school year had started. So it was actually a a relief for me, you know, to know I didn't have to make some grand entrance. Um, It was the school is one that runs well, and uh, we recognized that. So it was kind of like, don't screw it up, Reese, and and I
0: didn't. So yeah, yeah, so I did. I did. I did take his advice. That's good. That's good. Sometimes we we hear these things and. We still think, well, that's great, but I need to get this particular thing done and I don't have time to you know mm-hmm. build a relationship and and really that's to our own folly and detriment and that's not gonna, mm-hmm. it's not gonna work out well. Um, so let's talk a little bit also about um, your podcast because I think a lot of people um, who are my listeners, maybe they don't know about it. I think it's a great mm-hmm. podcast. Um, tell us about your your format and what your purpose is with that podcast. You're, you've been doing it for a while, I think 60 episodes or so.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I am part of the podcast called Techlandia, and you can find us on Twitter at Techlandiacast. Um, and uh, the, for the most part, the, the focus has been on educational technology because it's, it's an interest uh, that I have. Uh, but I, I, first, I need to give credit to John Samuelson and then Allison Anderson, they're the two who started it. Uh, so they got started back in January of uh, 2013 and did about nine episodes and then I joined them uh, for episode 10 just as a guest. And then we clicked pretty well and they said, hey, we're kind of looking for a third person to help out with this, would you like to do it? And, uh, you know, I stuck with it. Uh, so it, it it's a lot of fun because uh, it, it allows us to connect with some really cool people, uh, some smart people who are doing great things in the world of education. Uh, plus, John Samuelson is just a, he's he's an absolutely funny, hysterical person. And and I enjoy, you know, the time when I'm with him face to face, but then also just, you know, through the digital means that we connect with one another. And Allison is just an absolute sweetheart. Um, super, super smart person, too. Um, but you know, also kind, and she's great to be around. So I just enjoy, you know, the the hour that we get together each week when we record our podcast, and we usually do it on Saturday night, about 10:30 uh, Central Time, and we'll have a guest join us. And when we first got started, it was, uh, you know, tell us about three apps that you use, and then three Twitter followers. Um, so it was really tool centric mm-hmm. with that. So we've kind of changed our focus here, uh, so it isn't so much about the tool, but it's actually what's going on uh, in in people's classrooms or in in their learning spaces um so uh who's coming up uh, i think alec keeler is our is our guest coming up uh this this saturday and uh, just interacting uh with with alice on google plus and then uh through twitter she shares a lot of great information so i actually look forward to actually having an hour mm-hmm. uh, where we can really pick someone's brain and then hopefully the the podcast is a product that other people can listen to and say oh never really thought of that or i'm going to try that yeah so hopefully it has an impact on what goes on in, in someone's classroom And and that's our goal is to make sure that what we share. So if you listen to this on Sunday, you'll find something that you can put to use on Monday that will make a positive difference for your students and your school.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think most of the educators who are doing podcasts or doing blog articles are, are pretty much in that same boat, that they're trying to share what they're doing to help other people. And, and it's pretty mm-hmm. awesome and that that's my goal with this too i um one of the things that i've liked about you on that podcast and i haven't listened to all the episodes but your um your voice is typically one that is very calm and relaxed and mellow mm-hmm. and not um full of hyperbole and you just you sound like you're having a good time and enjoying yourself mm-hmm. but not like you know like crazy about the tools and the and and mm-hmm. what's happening you're just even killed and it's very um very calming and i've i've really enjoyed that when i'm on the episodes that i have listened to
1: well thank you and that's typically how i am i'm usually a pretty steady person <laughs> um, but then i also enjoy playing the straight man to john you know who's very right. funny yeah and, uh, is, is very quick-witted and just he doesn't really have a, a filter whatever's on his mind comes out and i love uh-huh. and i love that about him yeah. you know, where sometimes I, I can tend to be a little bit more uh, reserved and think more about what i say yeah. uh, but both of those roles have a purpose
0: yeah absolutely um well i know you need to get some uh, some homework done so let me ask you my two yep. final questions um i ask these on each each interview i do the first one is um What is one thing that a principal can do right now to become a transformative principal like you?
1: Oh, to being a transformative principal, uh, I would just say be Uh, well-read. It's impossible to read everything that's out there about education or educational leadership. Um, Pick a topic that's that's most important to you and and really know it and, and become an expert. You know, build your own strengths. Uh, you know, I think that's that's absolutely crucial. Um, but, you know, just another side one that's probably just as important is you just be a good listener uh, and, and focus on all the good things that are going on in your school. Because I, I don't want to say that my school is, like, extra special because I think if you walk into almost any elementary school, they're very positive places because they're full of kids and they're full of people who want to work with kids. So pay attention to what's going right and uh, then just brag, brag, brag in a polite way about all the good things that are going on especially to uh, your school community because name a parent who doesn't want someone to brag about their kid
0: yeah absolutely they don't really exist i don't think yeah, yeah i was talking to somebody just a little while ago and uh and they said um a, we were talking about some some low-income students and they said uh that they some of the parents just don't care about their kid's education and you know i i said well i don't don't really Mm -hmm. agree with that i think every single parent cares about their child's education every kid wants to know their kid is being successful i'm sorry every parent wants to know their kid is being successful Mm -hmm. and if we can be the ones to tell them the amazing things they're doing then Mm -hmm. that goes a really long way and if we can brag about them publicly so that they see their child is getting a quote unquote award for something awesome they did. Mm -hmm. And that award may be, I'm tweeting about it and showing a picture of something awesome. I think that goes a long way to building a really positive relationship with the, with the parents. And, and I think that's very Mm -hmm. important. Um, The last question is a really easy one, but you're not in your office right now. So it might be more difficult Mm -hmm. for you. And that is what's something that you have in your office that keeps you focused and centered I'm doing what's best for kids each day.
1: Oh, something that I have in my office, I I get lots of notes from students, and uh, some of them are knock-knock jokes, some of them are pictures of me, some of them are pictures uh, that students have drawn about various things that go around in school. And I get those, and uh, right behind me, Behind my, my desk at school, I have a wall and I just pin them all up there and I have mm-hmm. a whole bunch and it's it's fun to take a look at those. Uh, but then also whenever I get like a nice note from a parent or a teacher, uh, I hang on to all of those as well. The ones I get from the, the from the current school year, I keep in my upper left desk drawer, you know, so anytime I open up to get a pen, I mm-hmm. can run across those and go, oh, there's that nice note from Cheryl. That's, you know, fantastic to see. Um, but then in my super elaborate filing system, I have another drawer full of all those notes uh, from my entire career as an educator and it's fun to, to see those so it's just my affirmations folder it's the very first one i have in my file cabinet and it's fun to take a look at those um, but then one final thing uh, would be right above my door i have this sign posted and um, it's just a good reminder for me it says you are responsible for the energy that you bring into this space uh, which is a good reminder for me because you know when i'm grumpy or you're scowling mm-hmm. someone's gonna pick up on that and uh and I'm not going to say that I'm always positive and and chipper because I'm not. Um, But it's just a good reminder for me to to be responsible for my own energy because no one else is going to change it for me. Someone may give me a reminder or make an observation, but but I have to take care of it. I think that's important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, Well, before we go, do you want to let everybody know how they can get in touch with you if they want to connect with you?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, You can uh, find me on Twitter. That's probably my favorite place to uh, connect with folks and uh, Kurt Reese, C-U-R-T-R-E-E-S. And uh, if you want to take a look at some of the things that I share and blog about uh, just Kurtreese.com.
0: Great. Sounds awesome. Kurt, thank you so much for your time tonight. I really appreciate it. And uh, I know that a lot of people are going to learn some great things from what you said tonight. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you very much. Yeah, to, so I learned a lot from YouTube because one of the things I'm working on right now is uh, my grad class is qualitative research. Um, so I've just done an interview and now I'm transcribing it and we'll code it.
0: Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. Please subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher. And please feel free to give us a rating on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about how much we're learning in this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones.